You're listening to the Anything Goes podcast. My name is Morgan Richards. And my name is Anna Richards. We are the husband and wife duo in business together who plan on bringing you conversations and inspirations each and every episode. Our mission is not just to motivate and inspire you, it's to push boundaries and challenge the status quo. We aim to bring you humor, depth, differing of opinions and more. But one thing we can promise you is this is the podcast where anything goes. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Anything Goes. And straight off the bat, I have to warn you that today I am riding solo. My compadre, my numero uno is off the podcast today. I have booted him off. So if you're listening for him, just stop it right now because he's he has been retired. Um, But because of a topic that I wanted to just cover and he actually wanted me just to cover myself and it is something that I am extremely passionate about and live and breathe as an ambassador of it. I don't know if you can make yourself an ambassador of this thing but I would like to think through embodiment I am. So the topic is all about self-love. And why Morgan's probably not on this, I just said to him, (laughs) I said, you know what self-love is, honey? And he's like, yeah, of course I know. I do it a couple of times a day. (laughs) So that's why he is off the podcast today. Uh, And you do just have me. But I, I always love to speak to this. It's probably the one thing that I am asked the most. How do I live into it? What does it look like for me? How do I form habits around this very thing. So I thought it would be powerful just to have a podcast that I can myself refer back to. And if you ever have someone in your life that needs to hear this, then share it. I'm going to share a little bit more of my story and kind of take you back to the Anna who absolutely self-loathed and hated herself and then take you through the journey of how I have become the Anna today. So what is self-love? I looked, I actually looked this up hilariously because I have always just kind of flopped and, you know, guessed, I suppose, through, like I said, the embodiment of it. I just love to, I always say, uh, move, eat, speak, think, read and act like I love myself and ergo love myself. Um, But when I looked it up, it was actually really interesting. And it's something that I want to take on board because I was like, it just doesn't get more simple than that. I don't think I need to reinvent the wheel with the definition of it, which was self-love is the regard for one's own well-being and happiness. And I loved that because I think for me, especially, and where where I was 10 years ago, it's been a, a decade long journey thus far, and it will be a journey the rest of my life. But for me, self-love was really about taking care of my own needs and not sacrificing my well-being anymore. And so when I go back to that dictionary definition of just regard for one's own well-being and happiness, I thought that is literally perfect. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that. So I think in the generation that we currently are in, though, we definitely have 
taken self-love and maybe made it a little bit more emphasized in self-care, which I think is still remarkable. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but there's definitely a difference. And I always say self-care is bubble bath and face masks and crucial to well-being um, and self-love you know, is about well-being. But for me, self-love goes so far beyond the bubble bath and face masks. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. For me personally, I know when I started 10 years ago, and I'm going to share that story, it was about setting boundaries. It was about moving like I love myself. It was about eating foods that were wholesome and nourishing for my body. But then when I did still enjoy myself and I do still enjoy myself having no guilt around it, it's about speaking my truth at all times and not feeling like I have to explain myself away or overcompensate in other areas because, you know, I might offend someone or do all those things that, that to me is self-love. So it's a, a hell of a jump though, um, you know, to be able to sit on this podcast and speak about it today to take you back to Anna 10 years ago. So to take you back to that girl, my rock bottom came when I was 21, about 20 actually. So it's actually been about a 12 year journey. And I was uh, self-medicating essentially with drugs and alcohol. I, the best way that I describe it is I always say I just hated myself. I will get into my full story one day on this podcast. Um, but I grew up with a lot of violence, a lot of domestic violence. I grew up with a lot of abuse on all levels. And because of that, with no excuses, I just learned to hate myself and how that manifested for me, even though looking back, I could absolutely put it down to, oh, but my friends did drugs and we, you know, we went to festivals. But ultimately what I chose to do those things is I self-loathed. I had absolutely no confidence. I just had no regard for my body. I didn't care how I looked. I didn't care how I felt. I just I was a ghost. I was this ghost of a girl that self-loathed, had low self-esteem and just did things to make me feel better, like drugs and alcohol. And I remember one time, I've you know, I've done a, a piece on stage where I spoke for the first time about um, self-harming and, and everything like that. So I, I was there. That is exactly where I was. And I was 20 years of age turning 20. Yeah, no, I was 20. And I had been developing bad, really chronic breathing issues. And I kept kind of just putting it down to, I don't even know. Um, I just was struggling to breathe basically every day. And that crescendoed into one of the worst panic attacks that I had ever experienced in my life. I was at my place of employment at the time and I got rushed to a medical center. They they rushed me through. They put me on um, oxygen straight away. They thought it was a severe asthma attack, even though I didn't have asthma. I did as a child. So they thought, well, it's just come back. And I remember sitting there on oxygen, just wanting to be swallowed up by the earth. I just didn't want to be here anymore. And I remember the doctor came in after quite a little while to check my oxygen levels. And he said, you know, they're not improving. And and if it was asthma, they would be improving. And he said, young lady, I hate to tell you this, but you 
had an anxiety attack. And I remember him saying it's, you know, one of the most severe I've ever seen. And I still at this stage couldn't breathe. And he said, you, you have no options. Your basic options are you need to stay here and be monitored because obviously, you know, and I was crying. I was not in a good mental state whatsoever. And he said, so we can basically keep you or I'm willing to send you home with someone. So you have to be kind of looked. I have to know there's a guardian present kind of thing. I was 20. So I didn't do anything stupid and go on these two types of medication. And one was Xanax and that was pretty much daily. And I took that option and I remember going home that night and Morgan was still in my life. I always say he's been here through every low and every high and he was the guardian. He, you know, came and got me, took me home. And I remember being in bed that night, just completely broken, drugged up to my eyeballs on this anxiety medication and rocking and just crying and crying. And he was like, what are you going to do? Like, where do you go from here? And I said, well, I hate myself. Like I'm in this predicament because I hate myself. And the only thing that I can think of is if the exact opposite of that is because I did, I knew I didn't want to be on medication. I knew that we all know it. You're so, we're born worthy, right? And I, I knew that deep, 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 deep somewhere inside that innate knocking. And I just was like, I don't want to I don't want to be on this medication. I know I'm better than this. I know I can do better than this. I know I can be better than this. And I'm like this. I'm in, I'm, you know, I've manifested this because I hate myself. So what if I loved myself instead? And I remember Morgs being like, okay, well, let's, you know, what does that look like? And I was like, I don't even know what that looks like, but I know that there's people out there that do and I just have to kind of mimic them almost. So that is where this whole thing kicked off for me. It was my lowest of lows and I the very next day I remember Morgs and I got up a little bit earlier. I remember actually saying to him and I and he said, "Well, who who are people that love themselves?" Like we had this conversation and I remember saying, "Well, people that exercised looked happy." So we must like exercise has got to be a part of it, right? Like people that run look really happy, like exercising people look happy. And so literally the next day, 10 minutes, we set the alarm for just 10 minutes. Uh, I wasn't like, I'm going to get, of course it was rock bottom. Like I'm going to get up at 5am and change the world. It was like, I think I can manage 10 minutes. And we just set the alarm for 10 minutes early and I hated it. And I wanted to sleep in, but we got up because I also didn't want to be on medication. And we went for a walk and it was a very slow walk. I I, I didn't from memory even have, I can't remember what I wore, but I remember I, it was an exercise clothes and I didn't have any. And I just remember going for this walk with Morgs 10 minutes. And then, and I was, I still hated myself. It was, you know, I was still in my rock bottom, but then the next day we set an alarm again, 10 minutes early. And then the next day, and I remember little by little by little, 10 minutes at a time every day, I started to move my body and that felt really good for me. 
And I got to a stage where then my beautiful mum, who also was suffering with some mental health issues at the time, uh, had also, you know, gone through very similar um, medication and she herself had said she was going to start yoga and would I come? And I remember I was like, well, movement feels really good and I know, well, yoga people look really happy. This was the level of understanding that I had. Like, you know, it sounds so dumb, but that that is just where my head was at at the time. And so I said yes. And I remember it was Hatha Yoga because I'll get lots of questions. What was it? Hatha Yoga. And it was by a beautiful lady named Jo who truly was part of my life-changing transformation. And it was Tuesday night and I remember every week mum and I used to go and it was transformational because I learnt every day or every week, it was once a week on that mat, I, I feel like I reclaimed little parts back of my breath and that is what I had lost. And I remember though, I you know, it's whilst on this journey, I, I continue to have panic attacks. I remember being on the mat one particular week and having a panic attack on the mat, mild, like not crazy. Um, and I remember Joe just came up to me and was like, just breathe. Like, don't leave the mat, get into Savasana and breathe. And it was just digging in, doubling down, I think, and not running from it. And tears were streaming down my face, but I stayed on that mat and I breathed. And I started to feel really good and I started to feel better. And then we started to, you know, set the alarm half an hour earlier and move our bodies. And I think the biggest lesson from that with movement was that I learned from day one of moving my body about nourishing it and nourishing it for mental health. So I never got into exercise to punish my body. I got into exercise and movement to nourish my body. And I'm super passionate about that. Okay, so that was the movement aspect. And once we had a grasp of that and I started to feel better and I was able to come off one type of medication, Morgan and I then looked at our diet. And I remember the night, so I was getting better, 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 better. But I remember the night looking at myself in the mirror and still not recognizing myself. And I knew that we had to clean up our diets. I knew what we were doing was not a successful regime of health and well-being and we started to so the very in fact that you know I said to Morgan okay we're moving but we can do better we we need to stop having all the coca-cola we need to stop um eating a bag of chips in bed every night this was literally what we did we need to stop maybe I don't know because again our understanding was that if we cooked it at home it was healthy I remember saying you know we need to stop I think eating the I mean we knew our portions were out of control but we didn't know where to start and so the very next day again we literally went into a like um, food education course thing um, that Weight Watchers had put on this is not a plug for them but I'm just honor them that they let us go along to this uh, meeting and we learned how to read the back of a packet. It sounds so simple and dumb again for me, but that was where I was beginning. And we learned about fats and proteins and what's important for the body and fiber and and how to eat better and how to manage your portions. And again, I did not go from 
you know, literally six, seven nights a week of pasta and carbs and rice and gravy and, you know, triple portions of everything and Coke in bed and um, bags of chips and all the rest of it. I did not cut that overnight. Chocolate in the cupboard, little by little by little by little, I started to change the way that I ate and I ate nourishing whole foods. And what we did was we cut back. So we would go, we were having Coca-Cola. I say Coca-Cola because I also did drugs. So when I say Coke, I don't want people to think it was Coke. Coca-Cola, we were doing that, you know, having that in the house 24-7. We went to saying, okay, we can have that three nights a week. I think it was four nights a week. And then once we were okay with that, we were like, all right, let's cut it down to two nights or two days of the week. And then it was like, okay, let's literally, this is how we did it. This was our progression. And it was quick, but it wasn't overnight. And then I remember we went from Coke to Coke, no sugar. And then, you know, we cut it completely, of course. Um, and this exact same thing with pasta and, and potatoes and gravy. We went from having that seven nights a week to, okay, well, let's have it three nights a week or four nights a week and cut, 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 cut back. Now, Morgs and I, just from doing that alone, I lost, um, so six from jaw, but six, 17. So what's that? 12 kilos, 11 kilos, 17 kilos all up, but 11 kilos just from that completely changing my diet from junky crap um, to nourishing whole foods. And, you know, then my journey into um, a completely different holistic wellness company transpired from there, uh, which is a whole other story, but then it was boom. So I started to move like I love myself and I started to eat like I love myself. And then came the beast of it all, which was my mind. And I started to feel better. I started to look better. I started to change my life. Like those two things alone, eating like I love myself and moving like I love myself had completely transformed my life. But I still had those beast thoughts in my mind of you're not good enough. You don't deserve this. You're unworthy. You're never going to be successful. You, you, you know, you're embarrassing. You're a joke. You're a piece of shit. Like I had shocking thoughts in my mind. And I remember picking up my very first book, um, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. And I still promote this book today. If anyone always says, I'm starting out on my journey, where do I begin? I say that book for me personally. And it wasn't the book so much as it was the exercises at the end of every chapter. And I would not move on from the chapter until I had done the exercise at the end of that chapter. And I started to learn about language and I started to learn about neuro um, processes in the mind. And I started to learn about speaking and thinking things truly into existence. And I started to catch my thoughts. I started to be conscious of those thoughts of you are worthless and you're unworthy and stopping that thought literally in its tracks and replacing that thought with something more productive of you are worthy and you can do this. Now, this is probably the biggest thing I think, because we can eat whole foods until we're green in the face and we can run until we drop dead. But really the thing that we honestly have to control the most is our mind. But I just don't think I could have ever started there for me personally until I had 
more of a holistic grasp of movement and food personally. Um, So that was a beautiful progression for me. But the power of feeling better and the power of moving my body to nourish it, it was this beautiful then extension of, well, my mind needs that attention as well. If I'm going to fuel my body with movement and foods, I need to fuel my mind with nourishing thoughts as well. And I started doing affirmations and that fundamentally changed my life. So you have to understand, I can't even tell you how negative my thoughts would. I just, my entire life, I had honestly thought how I just was a piece of trash um, that was used and abused. And I, I took that on as an identity of my own victimhood. And that was just the thoughts that I had created, that I'm worthless, that I am unworthy, that I'm pathetic, that I had like just, oh, even thinking about it now, it's like if I could have, if I could take that 16 year old Anna and just wrap her in a bear hug, I would. But I changed those. So it was, A, it was becoming conscious of them. And you know, if you're listening right now, you know, if you're having those thoughts, you know, you are conscious of them because you're constantly repeating them to yourself. So I just started to um, catch that thought and change it. And I admittedly did write down, if this will serve you, the ones that I had on repeat again and again and again on a left-hand side of a page of I am worthless, um, I'm ugly, I have no confidence, like the worst ones that I think really crushed my soul. And on the right-hand side of the page, I recreated new thought patterns. So for me, those affirmations were, I am worthy, I am successful. I am amazing. I am phenomenal. That's where my word phenomenal comes from. Um, If you know me, you know, I love that word. So I am phenomenal. I am deserving. I am uh, born of magnificence. So I had all these new thought patterns and not too many, but just the ones that I needed to work on the most. And I started to replace my thoughts. I started to work on affirmations. Now you can think this is woo woo, but if you know me today and you know the life that we get to live, it is not woo woo. It is to me, it's science and it's fundamentally what changed my life. So affirmations, I started to um, speak and think like I loved myself. So, and that's really connected because it was started to be like, well, I am worth it and I am amazing and I can do this. And I like, if you were a fly on the wall in our house today, you would probably laugh a million times because the stuff that I will like, I am always like, I, I am worthy and this is amazing. And we like, I just, it's, it is what is built into me now because of the work that I'll never stop doing on changing those thought processes. So I started to move like I love myself. I started to eat like I love myself. I started to speak, think and speak like I love myself. And then of course I prefaced this just earlier with kind of where I learned that. And for me, it definitely was, um, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins, but read. I started to read like I loved myself. And this was a big one for me. So, so many people run the story of I'm just not a reader, my husband included. Um, That's his change, that story now. Uh, So I understand. And maybe there is learning difficulties with it. For sure. I completely understand that. But there's audiobooks. But for me, when I started to kind of get into this flow of 
are feeling better and looking better and becoming more successful and showing up in a bigger, bolder, brighter way. And I started to then, you know, I read Tony Robbins books and then I started to look at Robin Sharma and Gabrielle Bernstein and uh, Marie Folio. And I was looking at all these people. The one commonality that they had was that they read leaders are readers. And I really understood that. So I started to pick up book after book, after book, after book. And that was 12 years ago. And I will have read, I, I should have counted, but it's hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of books uh, that are good for the soul. Some non-fictional. I know my um, dad, when he was alive, always used to say to me, Anna, make sure, darling, make sure that you read non-fiction. But I love personal development. You don't have to just read that, but leaders are readers. And so I started to read what the world greats wrote about. I started to read how they lived these magnificent lives. I started, if someone had made a lot of money and I wanted to make money, I read how they did that. If somebody had had a lot of success and wrote a book on success, I read how to do that. If somebody, um, you know, I wanted to meditate, but I sucked at it. So I read a book on meditation. So I started to read like I loved myself. If we're fueling our body, like I said before, and we're fueling our um, our physicality essentially with good food, you have got to fuel your mind as well. And through all of those things, moving, eating, speaking, thinking, reading like I loved myself, the progression of that became this embodiment of acting like I loved myself. And when I say act like I love myself, it goes back to those um, those core things I said at the beginning. It is being so certain in who I am, knowing my boundaries, saying no with no apology and no explanation ever, um, eating hot chips with no guilt, but being an ambassador of health and loving it. It's about moving my body every single day to nourish it and not punishment. It's about speaking my truth without, like I said, explaining myself away, thinking that I have to um, speak, you know, I'll say, well, I don't like that and being like, oh, but you know, I don't want to offend anyone. No, no. I, it's always coming from a place of love and intention. So I don't, that they're my boundaries. I speak my truth. Um, and I live into that. And I think that for me is, I mean, a 12 year journey, you can start today. Um, but it honestly came from all of those things working together. So I want to say it again. This is my ideology, move, eat, speak, think, read, act like you love yourself. But there's also one more thing that I want to add in. And it was actually phenomenally Morgan who really put this on the radar for me, but a big one in the last 10 years, but definitely seven specifically, um, is also earn, earning like you love yourself. And that can trigger a lot of people. Whatever just came up for you, that's your money story. But I always say, and ready, this is your money story as well. Whatever comes up when I say this, I love money. I love building wealth. I love being a woman building financial security for myself. And I own that. And I truly believe money isn't self-love, but knowing my worth and wanting to build, having built that wall of security for my own self of, of financial security, 
that to me is uh, is also self-love and it was morgues that that's actually said it to me he said babe you have every other thing you move you eat you speak you think you act you read you say it all the time but you earn like you love yourself and I remember when he said it, it was September last year or just before I'll never forget it um and I was so emotional because I was like that is so true and that's what I am so passionate about. And I'm going to bring you a lot of strong, phenomenal women on this podcast that earn like they love themselves. Um, And I remember for me personally that I used to, why I pursue the profession that I pursue today was I was in federal politics um, and I was on a phenomenal income. And I remember thinking, holy hell, when, and this is my choice, my opinion, my freedom, but I know for myself, I wanted both. I want to, and I still do want to become a mum. And I remember thinking though, wait, when I become a mum, I lose this incredible income. And I personally was just not okay with that. I was like, I want to be a six figure, multiple six figure, multiple seven figure, if I can, income earning mum. Um, doing what I love. And that's that's what obviously set me off seven years ago on the path that I am today. But I, I know, like I said, whatever's coming up for you as I talk about this, that's your money story. And I'll do a whole podcast on changing your money mindset because um, it is fundamentally what transformed my own life from that earning perspective. But I just know a, identifying the money story that you have, just like I had to with the affirmations on the left-hand side of the page. That's actually how I did it, by the way. Um, and then rewriting my own new money story. I absolutely today live proudly and boldly in that statement of earning like you love yourself as well. So I'm going to leave it there. And obviously I should say today, you know, I, I do, I'm proud that from that girl, that broken girl in, I liken it to the bottom of the shower because it's where I wept a lot um, of just total brokenness. If that's, I mean, hating myself and feeling like I was a total ghost, wanting to just have the world swallow me up more days than not, feeling completely alone, feeling completely hated always just feeling out of body. I just didn't feel like I owned my body. I didn't feel like I, de- I didn't respect my body. I, I had a mind that was just full of trash to today loving myself wholly and unconditionally, being proud of my boundaries, being confident to speak my truth with no explanation that to me is, you know, and taking total care of my well-being in the process through moving, eating, speaking, thinking, reading, earning, acting like I love myself. I'm proud of that. And that is why I give this such a voice. And it's why I absolutely wanted to record this podcast. So I want to challenge you today, no matter male, female, whoever is listening, it's, it doesn't matter. I know I'm all like, women empowerment. Um, but if you're a male that needed to hear this as well, then beautiful and perfect and play, play along in this challenge that I'm about to set. So as you heard in my story and why I tell my story is because it was, there was moving parts. I didn't move on to the next until I had not crafted, but I was certain and cemented in my new habit. So that's, that's literally the story of, of how I moved to the woman that I am today. So I want you to take one, 
And maybe you're rocking it. Maybe you are like, girlfriend, I am rocking it. I am good. I'm like, I should be on this podcast. Phenomenal. I think you're amazing. Keep speaking out. Keep being the embodiment of self-love because you are making such an incredible impact on this world. But if you are the person that maybe is in tears thinking of the woman, the broken woman that I just explained is you right now or an aspect of that, or you have your own story of feeling broken and hating yourself and self-loathing, wherever you are at, maybe it's the money. Maybe you're like, hell yeah, I want to earn like I love myself. And I'm definitely not doing that right now. I'm drowning in debt. Maybe you are so conditioned to move to punish your body and not nourish it. Maybe that's going to be the breakthrough for you. But I want you to take one of these core areas. So move, eat, speak, think, read, earn or act or an ipso facto act. So really it's move, eat, speak, think, read or earn like you love yourself one of those areas. And I want you to declare it, own it and go for it. Work on that for 30 days. Cause I believe there's so much literature and I've read tons of it to try and get my own kind of like, this is a hundred percent what it is, but on, um, how long it takes to set a habit. And to me, honestly, with everything I've read, I, I'm just like, it's about 30 days. The best piece I've ever read was it's actually about 21 days to make or break a habit, but those last seven days, so that last kind of week really is what creates those neural pathways in your brain. So 30 days, you are going to take one of those core areas, choose one and work on it. And if it's movement, I want you not to like join a gym and go crazy. I want you to do something that feels really good for your body. Something maybe that you have always wanted to do. I do not train for physicality. I don't squat for a bigger butt. I don't, I don't do anything like that right now. I mean, I'm doing triathlon training because I love it. And cause it was a challenge and because I can, because I have no attachment to having to get in that gym and pump iron. It's just, I, I move to nourish myself. So maybe that's you. Maybe it's eat. Maybe, you know, we have, if you listen to this currently, we're just coming out of isolation and it's been a crazy start to the year. Maybe you've let your habits go way too far south and you really need to focus back on fueling your body in a beautiful, nourishing, wholeful way. I want you to pick that. And I don't want you to go crazy. Again, I don't, this is not about huge changes overnight. This is about long-term sustainable ways to impact your life through impacting your habits. Maybe it's speaking like you love yourself. Maybe you're the one that when your husband looks at you and says, you are so beautiful or your friend says, gosh, you know, babe, you're so clever and you speak aloud and you say, oh, no, I'm not. Don't say that. I'm, I'm so fat or um, God, I'm not clever. I'm an idiot. Whatever that is, if you were that, if you're identifying with that right now, I need you to stop it. And I want you to pick that as your focus for the next 30 days. And I want you to start saying, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I'm working on it. And I want to believe I'm beautiful because I know that I am. So what I want to, I I know that I'm clever. I'm just, I'm learning to believe that for myself. You don't need to be like, yeah, I'm beautiful. It's like, speak the truth for you right now. But I want you to stop 
rebuking things in your life like no I'm not you know don't say that it's speak kindly to yourself if right now it's think so if you're at the level where you identified with all of those thoughts that I spoke about about you're worthless and you like my own my own mind was I'm worthless I'm I have no confidence I hate myself if that's you this is you this is you, baby. This is this. We're all here. So I need you on that left side of the page to write down your core ones that really affect you right now and create new a new story. So a new affirmation. So if it's I am um, I'm such an idiot or um, I'm ugly, that's such a big one as well. I want you to be like, I am beautiful and I am so intelligent and I am clever or I am a magnificent um, creation. Whatever it is, whatever is feels good for you, thinking it. I want you to write that down. Maybe you are read. Maybe you've kind of actually like you're moving, you're eating, you're speaking, you're thinking, but you've actually always really wanted to cultivate a habit of reading this is all you. We're we're right here for you now. So I want you to get a book that you've always wanted to read or borrow a book if you have to. And I want you to not go crazy. This is the other thing, right? Long-term sustainable change. A a page, sorry, I was going to say not a chapter, even if it's just one page a day. And it doesn't matter when, maybe morning's perfect for you. Maybe night is perfect for you. One page, if it's if that's enough, is perfect. A day. Okay, earning, probably something I'm most passionate about because this is kind of the level that I'm at now. This is where I am. So earning like you love yourself. If you are someone that is feeling that on whatever level, I, I think of mums a lot, I do, because I know for myself, that is what set me personally. It's my personal truth that I identified years, I still am not yet what I'm a fair mum, but um, before I had a real baby of, I want to be a mum that's paid. So if you're like, actually, I would like an income for myself. I, there are no right or wrong answers, but I want you to look at your unique gifts and skills and what's something that's been hot on your heart and a burning desire for so long. Maybe it's to start, um, you know, selling something online, like, I know my beautiful girlfriend Rose has just started an incredible um, kids wear line, um, Bambini Tribe. I'm shouting you out, Rosebud. Um, And I'm so proud of her, Bambini Tribe. Go look it up on Instagram. Um, But she's a mum of three beautiful little girls. And yeah, so maybe it's that. Maybe it's that you actually want to go and, you know, you want to upskill. You actually have always really wanted to be a lawyer. And you just haven't believed in yourself enough to go and commit to more education, to go and become a lawyer. We are here right now for you. So I want whatever it is, I want you to look at the thing that has been hottest on your heart. And maybe, you know what, as well, beautiful, if you're a mum that and that was your dream and you just just live this beautiful, happy life and you are perfectly okay on the sole income. I am obsessed with you. I think you're amazing and that is perfect. So go into another category. (laughs) Go jump into move, eat, speak, think, read, right? And there's no right or wrong in this. So, but if you are in the earn category um, or you're a corporate professional and you've always wanted to start your own business, well, guess what? 30-day deadline, you're on. (laughs) Let's begin. See what, like start the business plan, start to speak to some networks, um, Start to look up what you'll need to begin at, whatever it is. This is your challenge. So 
choose one. I've just gone through them all for you. And for the next 30 days, whenever you listen to this, it's the, right now is the perfect time. Now is the perfect time. I want you from today or tomorrow, if you're someone that needs to start on a fresh day, choose one, tag me so I know that you're doing this. Let me know which one you're doing. Declare it. I think a goal declared is a goal achieved. I truly think there's just a level of accountability that you know can, can never be underestimated. Um, and I want you to work on that for the next 30 days and tag me. I honestly, I want to see you moving, eating, speaking, thinking, reading, earning and acting ipso facto like you love yourself. So oh, I'm going to leave it there. I hope that I helped in some way. I think that this is just my truth, right? That's what I said. I own my truth and I'm proud of the boundaries. So this is this is how I personally, you want to know how I got from broken and hating myself to completely whole and loving myself unconditionally. It was this and it's it, I will never, ever stop. So I'm right here with you, uh, moving, eating, speaking, thinking, reading, acting like I love myself. And it, so for, for you guys that want to know, I'm going to focus on earning. So I'm with you all the way. Uh, I'm going to start tomorrow. So I'm so excited. And yeah, tag me. Do not forget to tag me on Instagram, Anna Rose underscore Richards. And let's start loving ourselves more. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, we both hope you got something out of it that you can use to challenge your own status quo. And if you liked what you heard, it would mean so much to us if you shared this episode on your socials to help us get our podcast out in the world. Don't forget to tag us as well so we can thank you personally. And if you're loving the conversations, leaving a review on iTunes, simply by going to the podcast, scrolling down and clicking leave review will help even more people find us too. And we would be so grateful. And until the next episode, we will always be cheering on your success.